Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. There's a storm from the sun coming our way, and it's going to hit the earth today and also tomorrow. There's actually two different storms. The United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Space Weather Prediction Center issued an alert yesterday cautioning us about these storms and reminding us that it's possible to see some effects from these storms today and tomorrow. In case this terminology is new to you, a geomagnetic storm is a major disturbance to Earth's magnetic field, often triggered when the sun sends out a cloud of charged particles at our planet. Those clouds are known as coronal mass ejections, or CMEs. And geomagnetic storms can have all kinds of effects and come in varying strengths from G1 to G5. Now, a G5 would be widespread voltage control problems, protective system problems can occur, power grid, blackouts, things like that. We're not getting a G5. These storms are at the very low end of the spectrum. Today's is a G1 and tomorrow's is expected to be a G2. And no, in case you were wondering... Despite what Far East Movement would have you believe, there are no G6s. This is a geomagnetic storm, not a private jet. So this means that there's a possible change in drag effect orbit on some satellites, for example. High-frequency radio propagation can fade at higher latitudes. There can be very, very weak power grid fluctuations. You know, migratory animals actually can be affected by this because they use the magnetic field so well. The most obvious effect is that if you live in the right latitudes, you might for the first time be able to see the northern lights or the aurora. In particular, if you live in places like New York, Wisconsin, and Washington, it might be worth taking a peek out side and looking north, especially if you live in an area where there's clear dark skies and you don't have a lot of light pollution. For the rest of us at the G1 and G2 level, not likely to make much of a difference. So when you hear power grid fluctuations, I wouldn't be too concerned about that at this point. And now from the that is really cool or really terrifying, depending on how you think about it, file. RoboCup 22 just concluded. This was held in Bangkok, and it was a competition between robot design teams who have been making soccer-playing robots and then using them to compete against each other in skills and matches to see who's better able to simulate human behavior and dribble and kick soccer balls into nets across a simulated field. Now, if you haven't seen modern robots that look like people trying to do this, it can be an odd thing to see the video because it looks like it's in slow motion, but in the top teams, particularly the one from the University of Bonn, what you can clearly see is a human-like robot shuffling its feet, getting into position, and then very patiently, if awkwardly, kicking a ball with a kind of a duck-billed flat foot, if that makes sense, into a net over and over and over again. The robots have amazing eye camera foot coordination. They've got improved vision systems and, of course, advanced software. And particularly the German team was able to win numerous duels and dribble the ball quickly, they say, but I'm not sure I would call it that, towards the net. We've got excerpts of the videos over at Newsweek.com. And if you think that's very cool, and I will acknowledge it seems a little bit cool in the beginning, 
Here's where things start to get a little bit terrifying. The projection is that by the year 2050, humanoid football robots will be developed that can win against a reigning human world champion. That means, you know, in the hypothetical match of Manchester United versus London Automated, the London Automated team is going to win. Of course, I have questions. Things like, can they fake a penalty? Because that's kind of an essential skill in the sport, right? I mean, anybody can kick a ball into the net, but acting, that's real human behavior. But of course, I think we're all thinking the same thing, which is, have we not seen enough movies to warn us that going down this path is not a good plan? My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. And look, you can ingest, call it RoboCup, but I think we're all thinking the same worried thoughts. Come quietly or there will be trouble. Look, it's fine and good to think of robots as these kind of bumbling, trying to imitate human behavior beings, which is what they are in this case, but look down the road, man, 2050 and they're beating humans at soccer? Have you not seen Black Mirror or The Black Hole or any science fiction movie ever made? Of course, there is a part of me that thinks it would be pretty fun to watch, but if we're going to put robots on the field to compete in a sport, the sport's not going to be soccer. It's going to be something more akin to, like, say, Robot Wars, right? They're going to have saws and flamethrowers and lasers, and they're going to be fighting each other like in real steel or even worse. I mean, that's entertainment. And I think long before we can get to the point where they can play soccer, we're going to be having robot sports in an entirely different way. And almost as if to prove the point, I take you now to Russia, where an exhibition match between a young chess champion, he's actually seven years old, his name is Christopher, and he's among the 30 strongest chess players in Moscow under the age of nine, and in this exhibition, Chris is playing against a robot. You know, not just that the AI would make the moves, but that they would have a robotic arm that would come onto the board and make the moves for the robot. And everything was going just fine until young Christopher acted just a little bit too quickly in making his response move. He was told that he needed to give the computer time to finish. And apparently the robot computer chess playing arm didn't like this very much. And you can see in a horrifying video that the robot arm moves quickly to grab Chris's finger, pinching it and breaking it. While all the humans rush in to try to free him from the clutches of this robot. And the designers afterwards seemed a bit cavalier about this. Well, you know, it's just a glitch. It's no big deal. You know, he went too quickly in his behavior and the robot knows that's not supposed to happen. Are you telling me that the robot is now enforcing the rules of timekeeping in chess through physically grabbing a child's finger and breaking it? Oh, no, this sounds all too familiar. How about a nice game of chess? Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And finally, from the never underestimate what people will do for free food file, Subway, in conjunction with Bad Apple Tattoo, located in Las Vegas, is offering super fans of the Submarine Sandwich franchise a good deal? If you're willing to get a tattoo, they're willing to give you free sandwiches. The amount of free sandwiches you get depends on the size of the tattoo you're willing to get. A 2-inch two by 2-inch two tattoo on your wrist, biceps, or foot 
of the Subway Series logo, which is kind of a green and yellow swirly yin-yang kind of thing with Subway Series right across in the middle of it. Well, if you're willing to get that tattooed on your body somewhere, you get food for a month. You know, free subs for a month. If you're willing to go a little bit larger and get a three inch by three inch inking on your shoulder blade, forearm or calf, you get free subs for a whole year. And this is the terrifying part. Some one lucky person, lucky Some one person is going to make the choice to get a 12 by 12 tattoo. They're calling this the footlong on their sternum or back, and they will get free Subway sandwiches for life. Now, the only way you get these deals is you've got to go to Bad Apple Tattoo, and it's a first come, first serve basis starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time on July 27th. And yes, you have to sign a release. And if you're wondering, they're not going to give you a card or free sandwiches. They're going to give you gift cards. $372 for the one month, $43.80 for the year, and a $50,000 pile of gift cards for the footlong option. And it'll be on a first-come, first-served basis, one of the footlongs and a total of eight of the other three- or two-inch options. And I know for some of you, this may seem like the kind of thing that who in the world would be willing to do that? Really? Have you seen some of the things that people will do and get tattoos for? There's going to be a hundred people lined up at this tattoo shop. There might be people who camp out a day or two in advance just for the weird, cool bragging rights factor of it all. Or to look at this a slightly different way, do you think you'll be able to find a person in Las Vegas who will be willing to take $50,000 worth of sandwiches to get a 12-inch tattoo on their front or back? The challenge here isn't going to be finding a willing person. The challenge is probably going to be finding a willing person who isn't already covered in tattoos front and back. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek and this podcast if you haven't already. Before you go, hit the five-star review or I'll make you play chess against that Russian robot. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.